Lever thrown the portal lid, our heroes pulled into the rift. Their next stop is unknown. In Quantum Dungeon, Quantum Dungeon, they're here now, gone now, far away from home. In Quantum Dungeon, Quantum Dungeon, which road leads home they do not know, so they will roll, they roll, roll those dice, they roll, crit fail twice, until the road leads home they will roll. Roll, 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 quantum dungeon. Welcome back to Quantum Dungeon, where the rules are real, but the science is made up. I'm Harrison Redward, your dungeon master, and with us, as always, we have our well-rested compatriots, the trio that wouldn't mind a burrito. Let's go around the table. I would not mind a burrito. I am Adam Dunn. I am playing Will Smythe. That is Smythe, dear, not Smith. My name is Devin Redward, and I am playing the character of Auntie Marina Petrovina. And both in real life and in character, I'm actually good on the burrito right now. And my name is Zach Blaylock, and I play Patricia Moynihan. And I'm an actor, darling. And Zach Blaylock just had a burrito. A breakfast burrito. It was good. Let's do the tiniest footnote of a recap. Last time, you returned to the world in between, but during your transit, unfortunately, Jeremy was swept away through another portal. Alessandra assured you that Jeremy was still alive and that they would continue to monitor his condition. While searching for him, though, without a quantum core, finding him would be next to impossible. Coggles showed off his Wonder Emporium and new training arena that he had recently built, stocked with a few of Max Mannequins, your guys' favorites that he had fished out of the world left for dead. After a quick battle showing off your new skills and deftly destroying the mannequins, you took some time to browse Coggle's wares and purchase some new items. After one more long rest, Alessandra informed you that she had reprogrammed the scanner to search for large spikes in chaotic energy that were likely to be caused by Langmore. By clearing the chaotic energy and finding additional quantum cores, she could more quickly cut through the interference and get you all home. So again, a portal was opened, and you all jumped through to the world of the Great Library. And that's where we are now. So once again, the portal behind you closes with a whoosh, and you arrive in a large library. From first glance, it appears that you're just in a normal like book aisle of an old library, like old wooden floors. Uh, but very quickly, you start to notice that this is far from a normal library. Ahead of you, you see miles and miles of bookshelves. Uh, getting stopped every once in a while by like a large courtyard that you can see light shining into above you you see this big shining star like object in the sky but there's even little like slight clouds but you can see the most odd part of all of this is kind of the fact that this is like an inverted world we kind of talked about this last session i think in the sense of like a halo uh if you can think of halo from the video game series how you're on the inside of the ring this is like an entire sphere that's been inverted uh and then there is like a star in the middle but you can see all the way up through the sky to the top of the sky again if that makes sense does that make sense or to the yeah. ground above you yeah so the core of the world is like the star for this particular world yeah it's like the sun for this world but that is also the core and the we live world. on the inside of the yeah. Well, not Instead we of the sun being on the outside of the world, it's on the inside of the world, and the entire world is facing inward. It's an inverted world. It's a little mind-bendy. This is the most amount of books I have seen in one location. What is the point of all of this? Yeah, it does not appear knowledge. to be a normal library. If, if only to answer your question, you look in the sky and you see that pieces of paper are fluttering like birds through like wind without, there doesn't seem to be any wind, but they're flying through the air as if animated by some kind of magic. Uh, books are perched on different edges of shelves and leap off the edges and float and flutter in the, on, under their own power. Uh, you see the courtyard behind you. Uh, from the aisle behind you has benches and fountains spray with black ink coming from them instead of water. Uh, you're definitely in a world that seems to be completely composed of books and uh, is fully just a gigantic library. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Could we do a perception check to see mm -hmm. if like, we see any anything alive other than the fluttering papers? Uh, sure. All right. Uh, oh, I crit failed that. 
Excellent. Marina. I... <laughs> looking down. Oh, Marina gets a piece of paper on her face and is like, ah! <laughs> it is very uh, close. I don't see anything. I've got white. A, <laughs> I got a 10 on mine. Not much better, but somewhat better. Uh, you don't see anything currently living except for the animated paper and books floating all about, but you do see that the aisles seem to kind of like shift and change. Uh, but you see a sign nearby that points uh, down the aisle and it says information this way, like the information desk. Nice. What is there like any ornithology what, um, books around that I could find? I'm going to try and identify these birds flying around. Uh, so it looks like the aisle that you're in is like uh, Roman history, and it's just all these books that are made out of. They look like they look like stone tablets, but when you pull them out, you can open them like books, and it has a bunch of like old Roman symbol symbology. Well, so it looks <laughs> when in Rome, then history <laughs> section. I guess uh, let's go. Let's find the information Ugh. place. <laughs> Oof. Well, compatriot, should we go have? I. Uh, this seems like a a good idea to go ask this if there is a person we can ask at this information desk. To have, figure perhaps. out perhaps where we are, and and maybe what those flying things are. If one of those flying things comes to me, I'm going to freak out. I'm just going to let you know that. As you carry down the aisleway, as I said, the aisles seem to shift and change. You pass through a little uh, divider between the aisles and move into the next one. And you find that this one it looks strikingly similar to what you would find in a grocery. Uh, it looks like a grocery store aisle with like the amber lights that were like flickering on the walls in the previous aisle have like a little bit of a fluorescent hue to them. You maybe hear like a distant like three ninety nine off on three ninety nine off on ground beef like echoing through the aisle as you walk down. And you see that the books themselves are like shaped like boxes of food, like boxes of cereal and like tomato soup but when you pull a book off if you so like does anyone pull any books off <laughs> we all hesitating to answer uh, i do not want to be the first person to do this no there's a tomato soup book right in front of you it just looks like a can of tomato soup but you can open it like a book acid reflux there's a chicken noodle soup and a cream of mushroom next to that cream of i'll, I'll open the chicken noodle i'm lactose intolerant too so uh, well, as you flip it open, you realize that this is a book of uh, grocery lists, like all written on different paper and different handwriting. Um, it's just continuous pages of grocery lists over and over and over. And as you get to the – and some are in like strange like languages you've why, never seen before. Why would you make a, a list for a, a grocery? You, what is the point of this? Who could say for sure? Is it – are we looking at different people's grocery lists, or is it... Yeah, is this like a collection of grocery lists throughout the years, like a Reader Digest compilation? Groceries of 1986? World's most famous groceries. You see some that you recognize the groceries, but then some, like, you turn a couple pages, and it's, like, on, like, older-looking paper, and it has, like, tab as, like, something that it's looking for, but then also has, like, berry nanas and choco nuts and, like, weird food that you don't recognize mm, on these pages. I recognize berry nana. I'm pretty sure I've had that juice before. Yeah, certainly. Choco nuts is for sure a thing. Smoothie King. Slurricane? Is that what you just said? I said, I said, I th I, said I think it's Smoothie King in, yeah. in refer <laughs> reference to berry nanas. By the way, I love that my head was, like, when it wanted to hear and did hear Slurricane. That's the new drug. When you get to the last page, you find that a blank sheet of paper is there, and it just started forming a new list that is literally just ink is appearing on the page. It says, <gasps> Tom make sure I remember make sure I remember toothpaste, blah, 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 and just literally just words are popping out onto the piece of paper. It's Zach typing into his notes app on his phone to remember to get, <laughs> like, more eggs. Can I, uh, do I have a pencil on me? Can I start trying to erase this after type writing it? It's ink, uh, well, it? you do notice if you look down, you see that your clothes have changed as they do when you travel to a new place. Ooh. You're now wearing a kind of like leather, like a leather duster jacket kind of thing. Uh, and just like comfortable, like slacks in a, all, all of you are wearing like different colored button down shirts, but uh, you all have these like leather dusters that seem to be like kind of tough, tough leather dusters. What's a duster? What color is mine? It's like a long jacket. Okay, cool. Like a trench coat or like a yeah. like overcoat. It looks like it's meant to be kind of like a uh like a 
robe, but it's okay. also like half robe, half duster. Like, like a if you sweater. were working in like a monastery, like a long cardigan, like a, a, mon- a monk's robe, but also more focused on like utilitarianism of being able to like move about easy and gotcha. Uh, it's not too restrictive. What co- what color is my sweater? Uh, you or- mean your button down shirt? Yeah, that. What color do you want it to be? <laughs> well, I'm asking. Um, do I, do I it to pick? is a burgundy red. Burgundy mm. red, okay. Mm. Burgundy red. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patricia's is a turquoise green, Ugh. and then uh, is but it like a dark turquoise green? Is it though? Uh, and then Smice is like a midnight blue. Cool. We'll go with that. Go ahead and write these down because uh, they'll definitely be coming ooh, up later in the episode. <laughs> yeah, I should also write those down. <laughs> uh, so you are you see that your clothes have changed. You don't seem to have any implements besides your uh, the weapons you brought. Uh, if the rapier that you picked up, the bow, you have your morpho metal bands. Those the two of you and all the items that you got from Coggle are also still present. But your just general outside clothes have shifted into these new outfits um as you continue you uh you again reach the end of this aisle uh and move into another one this one is kind of designed like a warehouse uh the books are all kept in large cardboard boxes uh you see pages fluttering around in the air like lazy seagulls uh that have been caught in an updraft but you also see these clipboards like on the shelves leapfrogging like bullfrogs trying to snap pieces of paper out of the sky and like bouncing between the shelves. And uh, while you're watching, one does jump up and catch a piece of paper and then clatters to the ground. Uh, and instantly like an Good. inventory list starts forming as it sits on the ground, as if someone's writing one down. Uh, and you can see it from where, as you're walking by and it says, uh, supply storage C current status, February 23rd, 2024. Vials of Star X Cure. We have 47,000 vials of Star X Cure generated from subject uh, star. Uh, And it carries on with other supplies that have been maintained. And it says in the bottom, it writes junk supplies. Uh, Excess junk we've collected as of now. Uh, 5,000 copies of The Role of a Lifetime, How I Took a Deadly Cure and by Sheer Will Stayed Alive for the Good of the People, a novel by Slade Lightning counterpoint pretty sure you said he fucking died at the end of that episode oh did i yeah you did i just say he fell unconscious i'm pretty sure you said he was dead like well uh, okay i'm assuming you've listened to that portion of the episode so that's why you're like "Mm," meowing me (laughs) god damn it yeah i I hope so because now this is all on tape also also how dare he with hmm. role of a lifetime how dare you harrison with role of a lifetime that was my that was my fun play on words you son of a bee uh but you see that it is signed this inventory form gets signed off by faith uh at the bottom uh, only one hill name. uh and it says uh supply and demand manager and faith uh, hill the, supply and demand the manager. clipboard falls silent after the inventory list is completed Great. In uh, Russia, we have ma- very little music, but some of the music that does come through, I we have the Faith Hill album, hmm. and that's canon now. That's in the story. Big fan of this kiss. Now this that's what that's kiss. now that's what I call Unstoppable. modern Russian music. <laughs> Faith Hill. And this stop it's the only one that talks about centrifugal this motion. Kiss, this kiss. It's centrifugal motion. Uh, so you carry on just some fun, different areas and, uh, you find your way into once again, another small courtyard. There's a few benches and another signpost. Uh, you see that the signs are pointing in a multitude of directions with different aisles branching off of these, uh, courtyards. Uh, one direction is the fan Victorium, the graphic novel Nook. Uh, there's one shape, one pointing towards some unknown language with a bunch of shapes and squiggles. Uh, But then a large arrow, you know, like if you go to a theme park, sometimes there's bigger arrows that have more things in that direction. Uh, You see a really large arrow that points to information, midnight musings, fairy tale forest, and the great thought. Okay, well, uh, information is in this direction, clearly. So we should go to the information booth. Yeah, can, can we please have that list one more time? 
So the one, the large arrow points towards information, midnight musings, the fairy tale forest, skeep, and the great skeep, thought. Skeep. I think we need to start maybe with information. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Gain some more understanding of this place. All right. So you head down. Uh, it takes you through the midnight musings aisle, which is like kind of darker and the lights are turned low and the shape, the books are in shapes of pillows. Uh, and you open them and it says, idea for a screenplay. There's three dogs, and they can all speak, but one of them can only speak Dutch, and none of them understand him. Uh, write this. This is going to be perfect. This is a gold, Golden Globe winner, uh, Slade Lightning. God damn it. <laughs> I, why do we keep having New this idea for a God damn it. Push God damn it the novel right, by Zach. Sapphire. <laughs> why do we have to suffer through this? The renamed Precious? Push. Uh... And you find all these different things. You do uh, get towards the end of this aisle, and you hear some commotion. Yeah, can we do a perce- can I roll uh, to investigate? Yeah, perception. Uh, it'd probably be perception. Well, I'm going to investigate it. So I'm just going to. I'll perceive. Uh, that's a 19. That's a 19. 19 for, for Marina. Uh, Marina, you got a 19, and you both got 19. So Smythe and Marina, you kind of freeze up as you're getting towards the end of the aisle Voltita. and you hear some voices being like oh oh, oh not over there I, 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 goodness please stay in line and as you're about to cross through the aisle uh a large like worm creature comes out uh it pops in front of the aisle and looks at you with like a dripping mouth and is like well and some like goo drips out and it just keeps like slithering along and she's like oh nope and she's like, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, apologies. I, I didn't see you there. I'm just trying to herd these bookworms. Uh, I got to get them. I fucking, I wrote it down on my page. As soon as you said it's a wormy what looking else thing, would I was it like, be, it's Zach? a fucking bookworm. What else would it be? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm trying to get these these bookworms to their proper stable. They're, uh, they're restorative bookworms, and they have been, they just got out, and they and it. you see one, like, uh, there's a list, like a list from one of the aisles that you're on like a shopping list has fallen on the ground and gotten caught up by a breeze mm. and is laying there and it looks down and it goes like blah, blah, and some goo drops onto it and the list was like smudged ink and the ink kind of like comes back to normal and somewhere in a distant world somebody's like oh shit that's right i need oranges too and remembers to go get oranges by as the way the goo drips onto the list <laughs> i rolled perception to hear what was going on at, in a, the aisle next to us not to hear all not to see this giant thing oh it just your successful perception stopped you from walking in the way of this worm and getting oh well i trounced well in that case (laughs) yay uh so she says oh i'm i'm so sorry i i didn't even know anyone was working this section of the library right now um you must uh uh, you must be new librarians are you uh pages who is this character yeah, what do we see? Uh, I got all the buns. I like you're killing me as pages. As <laughs> pages is very good. Thank you. Yeah, pages was very good. Um, I I'm not sure. Are are we the new librarians? And I look at my compatriots. The new pages. Da. Ah, I think we could possibly be the new librarians, given the context of where we are, and maybe with some more information, we could definitively answer that question. Yeah, we're not really sure of the title, but we are newly hired. She says, well, you appear to be wearing a page's uniform, but it doesn't seem that you're in in flux as a page would have been when being selected. Your skin is so clear. It's very strange. You notice that this woman has like paper white skin and she has words written all over her face, like all over her. There's words like constantly just like slowly moving across her. Oh, I show her my tattoo on my arm that has something in Chinese. And she says, Oh, it looks like you're starting. Your flex is starting. Well, excellent. Well, you know, they'll probably have your station. If you haven't been assigned your station, they'll probably have it uh, over at the information booth. I've I'm, I'm Verdana. It's a, a pleasure to meet some new pages. Uh, the information desk is just past this aisle. Uh, the next aisle, uh, it's the continuation of Midnight Musings. Um, but uh, enjoy yourself through there. And then, yeah, the information desk should be able to help you find your place. Is Verdana a, like, humanoid? Wait, 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 wait. Ver- Verdana or Radana? 
Verdana. Like okay. seeing lady, see lady, like Verdana, like the font, like the font Verdana, yeah. oh my God. like the font Verdana. Yeah, yeah. That's again. Every time he's gonna name drop fucking anything in this world, is gonna be a pun. <laughs> he did, font Verdana. Oh he was just God. scrolling through his okay, Microsoft Word trying to find characters. Baby, names. haven't I been? And I will say, just a fun aside. My coworker was like, "You should have uh, somebody be Papyrus," and it's just like. They're like shirtless and where like their shirt is like all ripped and they like live out in the woods and they're like, I'm Papyrus and like a crazy like mountain man is Papyrus. I was waiting for some like pop iris. Like he's a father of all of these little whatever, whatever. Oh, um, I'm writing that down. God damn it. I don't want to. I don't want to feed this sort of monster. Uh, so she's Verdana. Uh, it, what was the question? It, I asked if she is like a humanoid. Like it, it, oh, it, does yeah. she so look she, like. Patricia, but with like paper white skin. Yeah, with words. so she has like paper white skin with words. She's human like height. She has like two arms, two legs. You know, she look. I mean, a human body shape, uh, but like jet black hair. But the legs a are on top body shape. And the feet you know. are on, and the hands. Yeah, on the, the legs are coming from her forehead. She has, you know, her <laughs> arms are coming from her torso, and her face has. Oh, her eyes are inverted. You only can see the optical nerve. Again, she's human like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding on all that. She, yeah, She's basic dynamite. human shape. Uh, but it's obvious that, like, she is this strange, you know, from a different realm. Basic human shape is a very, I, it feels like an offensive way to uh, uh, describe someone. They have a basic human shape. Basic well, you know her. Shape. She's got a basic, no, a human, basic shape. human shape. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, Verdana, you said the information desk is right past the midnight musings. Is that correct? Yes, I'll get these uh, bookworms out of your way, and they'll be right. Uh, oh, and she says, "Recollection!" And she yells at one of the yeah, bookworms. She's like, that. "Recollection! Get, get out of, the, get out of that notebook. They don't need to remember any of that. That's a nightmare. Come on, come on." Uh, c- c- do you need any assistance <laughs> with, with these bookworms? And she says, "No, I am. I as the as a true librarian, I should be able to handle this. So I thank you." That's, but, uh, that was not the question. Do you need any help with the bookworms? Bookworms. Uh, yeah, I don't doubt that you're a true librarian. I should be able to manage my responsibilities. It would it would look very very poorly upon my uh, my tutors if I couldn't accomplish this. So I I, I got it. I, I can handle a handful of bookworms. I'll, I'll, um, maybe I'll run into you around uh, uh, one of the areas. This could just be secrets between comrades. We could help you out. Maybe you could help us out. Oh, I don't know really what I could do for you. I mean, yeah, I'm just taking these do? down to the pens. Uh, if you guys, you guys really TV should go TV, get your assignment. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be taking you away from your, your focus. And we get our assignment at the info desk, right? At yeah, the information desk section. should be able to provide it. But like I said, I, I, I haven't been out. I've been out in the fields for the past like months, so I, I don't know what's going on. I didn't even know we had hired new pages. She sees her bookworms getting away from her, so she hurries off and she says, uh, "It was great meeting you. Nice to meet you. We'll talk to you soon." Yeah, I'm sure I'll run into you soon. And she's like, you see her with like a little hook, like a shepherd's hook. She's pulling one off of the shelf. Read you later. And she takes off. Uh, But the passageway ahead of uh, is open. So you make your way through the rest of the Midnight Musings uh, aisleway, and you enter a large circular courtyard. Uh, It's kind of a major shift from like the dark Midnight Musings aisle, and uh, it's made of cobblestone. Um, It's about a hundred feet in diameter. It's definitely like the largest courtyard you pass through um, so far. Uh, and then about 30 feet out from the center, there's like a grassy area that's like six feet wide. It kind of is just like this nice, quiet courtyard. Um, there's a very large signpost in the center that's incredibly complicated. It looks like kind of one of the main like directional ways. It has like signs upside down, signs twisted around. It looks like something out of Dr. Seuss of like signs just like all over the place. Uh, but they are a base probably interpretable by somebody that's familiar with it but it's a bit complicated for you to look at just plain but you do see at the farthest point north of the library or of this courtyard there is a semicircle like wooden desk that's built into the wall that just says information on it as you would expect to see at like a normal library uh, and it's just up at the northern part and you guys i will say entered at the southern part of the courtyard can i try and read the sign and I mean, yeah, you can read the sign. Uh, it, you know, so there's tons of signs that are like in 
strange languages pointing all off in different directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a sign that points directly up that says the great thought. Uh, and it just points up. Uh, it, there's signs like pointing all, but then there's a sign that says great thought access and it points towards the fairy tale forest. Uh, there's like signs just like twisting and turning all over. There's nothing, there's no way to know like exactly what is where just looking this, at it. It seems okay. like you would need like familiar knowledge to interpret it perfectly. This sign, this sign appears to be as useful as a sign in Russia, which is not very useful. To the desk for the information? Yes, let's head that way. Uh, so you see that the desk uh, is like a small semicircle wooden desk. There's a little silver bell atop. Uh, but there doesn't appear to be anyone currently there. Can I uh, can I tap the bell with my mind? Sure. All right. You cool. ring the bell. I do it for free. Hello. <laughs> ding ding. Uh, you ring the bell, and in an instant, two of the books that are on like the end caps of the aisles that you guys enter. You know, there were a bunch of aisles that spill out into this area and there's a bunch of end caps and two of the books like start to shake and fly off of the aisle end caps. And you hear a voice boom out from one of the books and it says, so the, the perpetrators return to the scene of the crime, eh? And the book flips out and all the pages suddenly rip out of it and pour around in like a swirl of wind and uh, paper and suddenly a fully bodied like paper like knight is there and he has his blade and he's wearing like some armor and the book has taken up its place on his face so like the book itself like the spine of the book and everything is just what creates his face and the title of the book is King Arthur and then he says, to me, Gawain, we will slay these intruders. And the second book flips open in a, the title of the book says Gawain, and it forms another paper knight. And before you guys can say anything, they draw their blades and say, have at ye. And uh, we're going to enter combat. I don't think I've had th- that much vodka yet today. This is pretty wild. And they're going to get a surprise round because they got the drop on you. <laughs> fair, fair. I was dropped on. Oh, yeah, give me your initiative rolls first, and then I'll do this. Eight. An eight. Six plus two, eight. Hey, we're rolling the same. Okay. Rolling the same thing there, Devin. That's the second time. What is your modifier to dexterity, Smythe? Two. Is it plus two? Yeah. Okay, so you're the same. Okay, I'll have you go before Marina. We both. Patricia, when when was yours? A 21 for Patricia. Okay, Uh, but they are going to get the drop on you, so they get a surprise attack. Uh, so they'll charge. I'd say they'd probably notice Patricia in Smythe more so than Marina because she's small. So I'm going to have them take their attacks Thank on you, you guys. Thank so you they, the, these book soldiers form like out of the paper and they charge at you with these dangerous looking blades. Uh, oh boy. Okay, so Smythe, a critical, a nat 20 and a critical fail. He has two attacks. He strikes twice. That, I think, uh, don't they cancel each other out at that point? Yeah. <laughs> Not exactly. That's how that he gets works. His own um, and then his Patricia, hand. an 11 and a 9 against you. Uh, that does not hit. So he, so Sir Gawain goes after Patricia, and his sword, like, he hasn't fully formed it well enough, so the paper's just kind of against you. But you can tell that, like, there's heft behind them, but they haven't formed completely. Uh, Smythe, you're going to get hit by a critical hit, but then he critically fails, so he'll have a little negative effect from that but this is gonna hurt kind of bad and i Uh, can't do a reaction after he's hit me right you can't uh you take uh, 21 damage oh my god (laughs) (laughs) that would have immediately dropped me (laughs) i was like "Ooh, (laughs) that hurts uh so he hit you hard but then he he swipes on you so hard that he like flies through you basically and then has to recorporate himself uh so he's gonna have disadvantage on his next attack because of his critical fail but king arthur does slice you and just uh you you know it slashes into you and there's blood staining his pages i'm guessing yeah that was bad uh patricia you're up next okay patricia's gonna try to use (laughs) words first um excuse me gentlemen (laughs) Uh, what is the issue? You called us uh, uh, criminals in the beginning? I've already forgotten what you said to us. I... Ignoring the gushing wound in Smythe's side. Yeah, so gentlemen, you... gentlemen. It's a giant you, paper cut. 
Exactly. You, you've, you've attacked us unprovoked. We were just coming here for information, as the sign says. What? Why the, 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 the drawn swords? And they say, we won't fall to your trickery, fiends that dress in our pages' clothing. Your fellow came here before and slaughtered some of our librarians that we are destined to defend. We won't be tricked again with your smooth words and honeyed lips. Take them down, Gawain! Slay these fiends! And they pick up their swords. Um, uh, you can give me... Lips. So, they're pretty against you in general. Uh, yeah. But you can give me a persuasion check, and it will start. I'll give a counter of what they're, you're knocking away at. It will be a form of like AC. He's a but... defector. We're he's he's called some of our. I can't talk right now. He's called some of our. Mike is bleeding out. <laughs> <laughs> he's called some of our compatriots for us to he's lose some of our party he's members. Using the ability to, to speak. <laughs> Let me try that again. He's a defector. He's already caused us to lose one of our party members, so we're after him as well. Uh, yes, uh, as William has said, I believe we are in pursuit of the same individual. Do you want me to roll persuasion? Y yeah, yeah, still roll your persuasion. We'll roll persuasion. Ooh. No, we'll just have Patricia do it. She okay. gave the main speech. It is a 23. Ooh. Damn! Okay, uh... I'll say that Gawain, as the younger of the two, uh, he's moved a little bit. He'll have disadvantage on his next attack because you did so well. Uh, he's like, my lord, perhaps they speak truly. And uh, King Arthur is like, these people, they killed our charges. We can't let that stand, Gawain. We are knights of the round. They must fall. And he stands up with his sword. And Gawain kind of tightens his hands on his sword. But he's he's shook a little bit. Sure. Um, I, <laughs> I just found something that I haven't used before. Um, I, Smythe, how fucked up are you just in this moment? I see that you're oh, I'm, bleeding, I'm obviously. Okay. I'm hurt, but I'm, I'm alive. Okay. Well, all right. So I, I, uh, I get, uh, yeah, I'll just attack back. Like, I'm not going for any sort of like. Uh, um, lethal damage. I'm just more so like protecting us, but I'll use my my rapier, wit, uh, uh, and see if I can just like again. I don't want to attack them. I'm gonna attack him though. Okay, I'll I'll do it. Sorry. Fourteen doesn't feel like it's gonna. It hits. What? They're made of paper. The they what? aren't very tough. That's that's fair. <laughs> they hit hard, but they are quite weak. Gotcha. In defense. Uh, so it's 10. I rolled an 8. Mm. Oh, nice. Uh, so you were fighting Gawain. Uh, so you slash some of the pages of Gawain, and he's like, ah! He says, uh, maybe you are the fiends he speaks of. I'm and merely he, uh, trying to protect my compatriots, as you are yours. And he stares at you with, uh, well, the book stares at you. <laughs> I guess he's just a book. He has no face. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, his Facebook. Um, the Facebook. Oh, God. No. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even mean for that. <laughs> please, counter to what I just did. We we do not mean you any harm. Uh, well, King Arthur's going to take a swing at Smythe again. Oh, my God. And he's, <sighs> when did they go? Says, <sighs> they, had a, uh, they had a surprise round. They got a surprise round, so they get to go again. So King Arthur uh. stands up after being a little shaky, and he says... Don't let their honeyed words reach you, Gawain. These are fiends at the highest order. And he uh, swings his sword. Ooh, baby. Why is he rolling so good? Honey, uh, 24, honey words, honey Smythe, but a 10. A 24 and a 10. Okay, so he hits the first time. He I, I'm going to do a reaction one. to that one then. To reduce the damage? Yeah, just to reduce the damage. Okay, uh, he does 9 damage. Uh, with his attack, but right. do your reaction. Oh, I've reduced it by six, so three damage. Okay, so you, he like swings his paper sword in, and you pull up a psychic shield uh, and repel some of it, but it's still some paper like slices through your shield and cuts you a little bit, but you're able to de deflect the blade enough so it's not a uh, troubling blow. And he says, see, they hold powers just like that demon did, just like the black ink demon did. We must slay these fiends. Uh, okay, Smythe, it is your turn. I would like to uh, bow and pledge my allegiance to King Arthur. 
try to wow. appeal try to appeal to his majesty's mindset interesting your highness allow us to help us help you on your quest he turns to you and he says my quest was to defend the people you murdered and their blood is on your hands we have we have murdered no one i would say give me a persuasion check but because his mission was to defend the people that are dead he he doesn't take that exactly well so i'll say take okay. it with disadvantage too all right oh well shit okay 12 uh no a nine and a five so a five no a okay nine and an eight. he's not moved even still okay he's he's still not moved uh all right he kind of just um he said he just readies his sword and he says i will never work with fiends and he picks the sword back up can i whip my molar for metal into some like garden shears some hedge trimmers scissors and oh uh, charge him like with a it. sword. Yeah, uh, no, like yeah, just like, a sword. But like a just snip it. A paper shredder. Okay, well, I'm just gonna say it's like uh, a long sword. Okay. <laughs> for stats, I don't have garden shears stats. <laughs> yeah, I think you can. You'd be wielding a long sword. It's a martial weapon. Okay. So, yeah, you whip it into a large garden shears that you wield like a long sword and charge at him. Okay. From a kneeling position, you kind of just leap up and slice at him. All right, so, what you got? I got 15 plus 5 to hit. That's a hit. Yep. And what's the damage then? What's your damage? Uh, 1d8 plus your plus uh, strength. Yep. Strength. I think your strength is a plus 3. All right, so I got a 6 plus 3. Uh, 9 to hit. 9 damage. 9 de damage. Okay. 9 damage. Not bad. Is it kind of cool, the spectacle of me having just kneeled and then... Yeah, I mean, you leap up, up and like pa -pa. do a slice, slicing arc up his chest uh, and a bunch of the paper like flies out everywhere and recombobulates it into his body. <gasps> and he says, Have at ye! And he readies his sword to fight you. Uh, Avast! All right, Marina. Towards Gwen, I'm going to use my meteor needles, which is a ranged attack. Eleven? That's a miss. Uh, so you swing this thread out with this needle at the end, and you lash it at him, but it just flies harmlessly through the page, ruffles the pages as you it flies through and misses. Uh, and he says, they use strange weaponry. Are, are, are we certain, my liege? The, that man had a scythe of black ink. And King Arthur says, do not let yourself be deceived by their changing guises. They are still threats to us. And he uh, readies his sword yet again. Uh, Gawain is going to turn... Um, and strike at you, Patricia, since you're right there. Uh, can I just say, like, we are only threats to you so long as you are threats to us. We we truly do not mean you any harm. You attacked us first. Um, well, he's going to have disadvantage on his attack against you, but you can try and appeal to him on your next turn. But I will. You can say that to him. I say that to him. Uh, <laughs> so let's see. He's so far... Okay, he got a 8 and a 10. Those do so not I hit. think those both miss. So yeah. he he is a little affected by you, and is you can see that his sword is like losing its uh, like materialization as he swings it at you. It kind of fades into paper and just like rustles against you. And he he's like, "Come on, Gawain, come on!" And the sword like shing, like comes back together after he misses. But he's like, "I I I can't listen to your honeyed words." And he uh, readies his sword. Um, can um, sorry, go ahead. No, it's your turn. Uh, can, so Patricia, what you do? can Patricia do a history check to, um, ooh, actually, no. So, of course, throughout the 1980s, Patricia was in some Artorian le legend, uh, like, made-for-TV movie. Not great costumes, not great accents. Um, but, but okay. It was sufficient. Watchable. It, Definitely watchable. At the like time, TNT, it was. right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, it was the USA. 1980s version of TNT. Um, Gawain, could you please uh, 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 speak to your to your uncle's sentiments? We are we do not mean you any harm, and uh, with that, I'm not gonna cast. I'm gonna cast Charm Person on King Arthur rather than Gawain. So like Gawain's okay. already kind of on our side without any like uh, 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 necessary like heavy handedness. Okay, so I do a wisdom saving throw against your casting. Yeah. I believe for Charm Person. Yeah, as a wisdom save. Um, you got an eight. 
So you successfully cast Charm Person. How do you, what is your like method to it? I just run my, as I hold my rapier in my right hand, I have, I just run my hair, my hand through my hair on my left and I like shake it out a bit. Um, and with that, I am charming. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, he looks to you and he says, my lady, I, I, the fiend we are chasing was most definitely a man of monstrous proportions. So you can't be the fiend I seek, uh, is what King Arthur says. Well, th well, thank you for that flattery, but no, we are not. We are not in opposition to you. We and are. Dwayne says, "Uncle, why do you stay your blade? Are these friends or foes?" And uh, I guess since he sees you as friends, since you're uh, a person. Yeah, we are friends. I say to Dwayne, uh, food. And he says, uh, <laughs> "Of course, my 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 nephew. These are our allies. I see it now. I'm." My head was fogged by the fury that I had for that fiend that had slain our charges, but I see now that these these are not foes. We we are in safe hands. And he says, "All is well now. Uh, the foes are not what we suspected." He yells towards the desk. "All is well, Fontaine." And he uh, and he seals up back into a book, flutters back into a book. He sheaths his sword. Shink. Yeah. And Gawain says, very well, I, I will leave you at peace. And he, like, throws his sword in the air and he turns back into pages and the book seals back together. I, uh, and I, yeah, I, give a, I give a curt nod. For good measure, are there any, like, sconces on the wall that I can just grab a torch from? And, and we can just burn the book in the time. Any light? You're going to try and burn a book? No, no. No! Just, just knock it off the wall. Well, that was what Smythe made it sound like. <laughs> Burn a book in the Great Library? Jeez, it may not no. be a great choice. Down. You fought Calm two down. of the Knights of the Round Table. There's many more. Jeez Louise, jeez Louise. Uh, well, you do, after they say that, you do see someone, like, peek their head up. Uh, they have, again, paper white skin. Uh, but the font, like, the words passing Maybe. on their face is, like, blurry and, like, shifting constantly. But they peek their head up. They have large, thick glasses, and they say, "Oh, uh, so you're not, you're not with that monstrous man that came about before." We're after him. Exactly, exactly, uh, William. And like the pages of these books, where there's many layers to this relationship. That man is also our enemy. No, oh, well, that's uh, oh boy. That's a huge relief. <laughs> and uh, they stand up. I mean, these things don't really have. I wouldn't. They're kind of asexual, I guess. I wouldn't define a gender for each of any of them, uh, but they uh, they stand up and they say, "I, I oh well, jeez, that's a relief because oh boy, he came in here real, real scary like, and he threatened me and he stabbed this desk with his, his scythe arm, and I, I thought I was a goner for sure, and uh, I, 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 I had to tell him he asked for information, and I'm, I'm bound, I'm bound by." by duty to tell him where to go and he wanted to find the quickest way to uh, uh to get to 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 lord dewey decimal and i told him i did and he said he wouldn't hurt anyone though i he promised and i heard screams and then i hit the alarm button and turned on the security and just hid i'm sorry i'm i'm, t I'm a terrible page i'm just awful and what is the quickest way to get to lord dewey decimal and who is this person dewey decimal Decimal. Uh, Dewey Decimal, Decimal is, uh, he's the Decimal. guardian the of the organizer. great thought. He, uh, you guys must be new. I mean, you're probably like him, not from Dafa. here, but, uh, this, this is the world, the great library. Anything written, any written word in any world ever is kept here. Every plane of existence, anything written down, the thought process to leading to that writing, it's all kept here. And it's all generated and protected by the great thought up in the sky. They point to the uh, large glowing star thing in the sky. And they say, if the Lord Dewey Desmal protects it and ensures that no editing ever comes to the great thought as it's meant to be pure and, and no one's thoughts should be tampered with. Uh, but if anything were to happen, if somebody destroyed it or modified it, all people would lose the ability to create written word. What about their own thoughts? Would they be in control of their own thoughts still? 
I mean, someone with full power over the great thought could theoretically edit people out of existence. That is a lot of power. Well, that's why the great Lord Dewey Desmal protects it. He's the strongest of the librarians and, I mean, a force to be reckoned with. But that guy that came here, I, I'm afraid he may have done some terrible things to a group of librarians that tried to stop him. I mean, I've been too scared to leave my desk. He's a very bad man. Well, you He's certainly powerful ha- for sure. You certainly have some fine protectors at your disposal. Yeah, the Knights of the Round are strong, but they don't stand up close to the power of a librarian. They're generally just for small intruders that get in and when a you know when a bookworm gets a little wild and needs taken care of, they're not meant to fight a demon of that caliber. How do you become a librarian? Well, we're I'm a page. I. We're typically those that are found to be uh, uh, I, uh, they, that we don't fit in the world. So we're, you know, we're a, a postscript. We're something that was a, an accidental addition, and we find our way. That when we, you know, I was walking through a park one day, not sure what I wanted to do with myself, and I walked through an archway, and I found myself here, and it, it called to me. It was my home. So Who were you before this? A bit this? of a band of misfit toys. Ah. Uh, can't really recall my past 100 percent it kind of gets rewritten when you come here Hmm. but i don't think it's in a nefarious way i think it's just that we're meant to do this it's our calling to be librarians and pages now which way did he go (laughs) well straight to the point there sir (laughs) sorry of course sorry sir i'm here for information no of course um uh so uh, i I gave him a pat on the shoulder before i said that give us the same information that you gave this demon well, uh, so I, I told him that the fastest way through to, you know, the to be a bit of a shortcut is through the fairy tale forest. It's the most direct route to Dewey Desmau, um, to his chambers. But he'll still have to go through a lot of trials oh, to get there. He, he won't get there anytime soon. But I mean, it's going to take him. You know, he's on the way, and I'm scared for what he's done, what destruction he's wrought along the way. Uh, but he'll probably, that's the fastest route. If you had to go around the fairy tale forest, it would take you uh, possibly days, if not uh, weeks, to get around. It's just a, not a great planned area, but it's, uh, you know, it's the best we have. Could we. Is there an even faster could, shortcut, maybe? Yeah, like, could we go straight to the Great Thought and head him off that um, way? Unfortunately, that's the only route there, unless you had a librarian's tools, and I, I don't have those. I'm just a page. Hmm. Well, where do we find the librarians? <laughs> uh, well, you could go and see if... Uh, I mean, he went towards the fairy tale forest, but I heard a team of librarians was going to head him off. You could see if what happened with them. <sighs> we must. Sounds like we must. I... I, I... Uh, F- Fontaine, if you don't mind, I do have, I do have a question. Since this is a, a space that consumes the written word throughout all of existence, in records the written word. It records the written word. Do you have any sort of, uh, uh, any sort of documents on quantum mechanics? And I specifically mean not just like quantum mechanics and the like formaic formaic uh breakdown formulaic. but formulaic breakdown but rather like aramaic how to fix a portal <laughs> like uh uh something we could bring back to coggle perhaps oh oh uh certainly um and he he types on saying he says well it's probably be Smart. under human histories i feel like you're that group is the one that's most working with these things all the time and he uh places his hand on a little stone and his eyes go white, and he says, "Are you looking for the ZBX seven nine four generator, the X ten seven nine three generator, the DF seven four N one seven G transmitter, the three nine seven seven four three N nine one transmitter, or the seven to the arc one seven three four twelve transmitter?" See, I'm trying to think which one sounded most natural mm-hmm. of Harrison reading it off of a page, and the other of like him just making up a bunch of uh, letters and numbers. You know what I mean? That's my secret. They were all random. <laughs> mm, interesting. <laughs> um, but either way, information would be information. So uh, 
He says, I could pull you all the documents we have. It will take me some time, but I could gather them up for you. Uh, and they'd be here at the information desk when I've completed my task. Fontaine, that would be extremely helpful. Thank you so very much. Certainly. Just give me a – it'd probably take me a day or two, so don't expect it anytime soon. But I'll send out, I'll send out some pages to start pulling those materials. Thank you. Um, well, don't use us. We're currently busy. Mm. Uh, well, I also recognize that you're definitely not pages. <laughs> How? Uh, well, appearance. And you have, you're not, Rude. you're not generating a font. So you're, you're not going through your transition. I show him my arm again. Font? Well, maybe this guy, but, eh, jury's still out. Marina has some, like, prison tattoos, like, on her back. <laughs> More than one. Um, so... so <laughs> You, you you said this individual made his way through the 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 fairy tale forest. Is that correct? Well, I suspect that is where he would go. I mean, that is the fastest, the most way. direct path. It's the most path. direct route to Dewey Decimal. And the Great Thought. Correct. Well, compatriots, it seems like we have our destination. Can you point us in the right direction, Fontaine? All right, very well. Yeah, you just want to head down that tunnel there, and he, uh, or that aisleway there, and uh, they point over to a. Uh, just one of the aisles leading off of the circle and uh he says i promise the knights of the round won't bother you they'll 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 be peaceful i've de- disabled the security thank you fontaine can i take one of the, those books with us and use it no okay <laughs> it won't it won't leave the shelf um is this the only uh, uh, fontaine is this the only information desk in the great library I'm the primary information desk. You may be able to find information kiosks throughout the great library that you can check in with me on, and I can do some uh, minor administrative tasks. But this is a, this is where I have the most ability. I understand. Well, but we can like two-way radio with you. Yeah, sure. Well, compatriots, I I guess we must be off. Thank you for your help. All right. Of course. Uh, I'm sorry for uh, you're getting cut open by the paper knights. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah, is there a book on how to heal a person without expending a, uh, a spell slot? Uh, not in your general vicinity. <laughs> do they have that'd the... be in the Dungeons and Dragons uh, rule books section. <laughs> yeah, they have. Do they have like player handbooks to help me like level up faster? I'm sure there's a strategy guides uh, section in the library. <laughs> <a> str- <laughs> um, How about you uh, look at that while we go do this, and we'll meet back here in ten uh, days. <laughs> um, I guess we start heading before uh, before we do. Uh, can I? Uh, um, 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 what was I going to do? Can I give uh, William some uh, essential oils? Sure, I cure wounds. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna hit you with some. Uh, ooh, what's a good smell? It's gonna be patchouli, or like sandalwood. Uh, I'm actually gonna defer to Devon on what sort of essential oil we have, since he and Harrison were the two that. Uh, we definitely have those two: patchouli, sandalwood, bergamot. Uh, yeah, bergamot sounds good. A little mixture of the bergamot. three. Uh, mint and bergamot. Well, I we think. we said it. We said it changes every time. So we just like unscrew it and be like, mm, it does mm. smell like sandalwood. And I mm, just like, thank you. <laughs> I guess I take my little dropper and drop it into his wound. Uh, you get a D eight plus uh, plus three. That's what I get, or what you get? Yeah, you can roll it. You can roll it, Smythe. All right. So if you want one D eight, six plus three, and nine. Thanks, girl. So, yeah. He. Uh, Patricia drops these droppers on you, and it does. Your wound starts to kind of seal up a little bit. Um, it still, you know, looks painful, but you and are smells nice, a little bit less wounded. Uh, so you make your way down this uh, aisle of just uh, books that aren't exactly explicitly stated what these ones are, but you see that there's another clearing, another courtyard. But this one, unfortunately, looks like indeed a disaster has struck. Um, you see these people wearing robes similar to your own, these dusters. Uh, are laying on the ground in pools of black blood, their eyes glazed over and dead and sightless. Um, just 
smashed benches, stuff like large scythe cuts through everything. There's a, a tree that's been sliced in half by this large scythe. One of the guys has been slashed down the chest and lays with sightless eyes staring up. Uh, but you see leaning against one of the uh, bookshelves, still kind of <coughs> coughing, is a librarian uh, with black blood dripping from their mouth as they uh, just kind of sit with their head against the wood. <laughs> can I do a medicine check to see if I can save this person or a librarian? Sure. You can do a medicine check. That's a second crit fail of the oh my god jesus he poisoned uh, marina him. you go over and you immediately are like he's dead Damn it. and just start walking away he's <laughs> not even worth talking to he's dead he's actively <laughs> breathing and coughing and you go he's a nope. dead man nope. Nope. Marina, he, he's, there he's is not, no hope he, he's 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 not gone just yet and i i will push her aside well, and try good to luck hurt. Uh, should I just stabilize him or just go ahead and hit him with another, like, spell? Up to you. I'm telling you this man is dead, but... I mean, if you, you use try. magic to make him recover, he won't die. If you try to stabilize, there's a chance he'll pass away. Um, why why stabilize a dead man? But if you're going to sacrifice a spell slot, I'm never going to not say he's going to just die on you. Gotcha. Um, okay, I'll I'll hit him with an... I'll just pop an Advil in his mouth. <laughs> Please, trust me, take this. And he uh, says, uh, what? Your pain will be mildly dulled. He, he swallows and he, <laughs> and he, you know, sits up a little bit and says, oh, he gets back. Thank you. He gets back uh, seven HP, by the way. He says, thank you, Paige. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not sure I've met you. Please. Yet. It's Patricia. Oh, Paige, Patricia. Thank you. Paige, for your Trisha. Aid. I, this strange pill you gave me, it's given me some of my strength back. I feel uh, I can. Uh, and he sit, tries to stand up a little and falls back and says, no, no, perhaps please. no standing just yet. Yeah, just uh, t- take a moment, please. Where? And he looks around and he says, oh, goodness, that monster. He says, uh, I... What monster? That demon in, uh, in, our, in a page uniform, his skin was made of black ink. He slaughtered my brethren. We did everything we could to hold him back, but he's incredibly powerful he is made of ink <laughs> it appeared to be a man with horn-rimmed glasses and black inky skin that formed over his normal skin he, he looked similar to you all without uh, but with skin that could turn black as obsidian at, at will it mm. seems oh goodness no oh by the by the duet, and he says, uh, "You there, b- b- uh, the one in the blue, the blue shirt. Uh, please uh, check on my fallen com- ca- comrades. Uh, they have their tool belts. Yes." He almost said, "Fallen yeah, companions." I wanted, to, yeah, I wanted I to try and do an investigation check while they were helping him, but then he got up real fast. Uh, well, he's sitting on the ground again, but All he right, says, great. "Please, please, they they have their tool belts." Yes. All right. Yeah. Yes. Do I know that, or do I have to investigate it? Well, you, you can go and investigate. You don't All have right. to roll for it. You're All literally right. like lifting up dead bodies. I'm looking for their tool belts. <laughs> There's four dead uh, and out of the five total, and you see that there are no tool belts. Uh, they It appears that all their things are gone. It appears that all their things are gone. He says, oh, by no. By the great thought, this is a tragedy. He has their librarian tools. What tools? He's, incredibly dangerous excuse me what is like your a name hammer or maybe a sequel oh, uh, of course i you wouldn't no uh i'm calibri hello calibri 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 i am okay apologies i uh, i was lost myself for a moment it appears it appears that that fiend has taken my brethren's librarian tools, which is a very dangerous thing for him to be wielding as such a powerful creature. What do these tools do? The tools of a librarian allow you to edit stories and allow you to edit things. They can delete and copy and replace, and they can cause troubles within the books and stories, but also, if powerful enough and if they were given the opportunity, could edit the great thought itself. That sounds absolutely terrifying. 
it's, it's vile that you have this much power in this institution. Yes. Well, typically the people that wield the power are trusted, and we've never had an incident of this caliber before. And yet here we are. He says, well, and he, if you could help me up, I, I, I must give chase. I must pursue this fiend through the fairy tale forest and uh, do my best to head him off. We're not sure that that's so good for you to do that. You're, you're pretty hurt. That may be, but I am a librarian. It's my duty to protect this you place. You are well, leaking ink. You could pass on your administrative abilities to us. You may uh, walk with me as assistance pages, if, but I will not allow you to put yourselves into harm's way. This is beyond your caliber. In all fairness, Calibri, I believe we will be the judge of that. He says, very well, you may come along, but please, touch nothing. They... They struggle to their feet, but they uh, walk under their own power. And they, uh, you notice that unlike the normal aisles, the fairy tale forest is built like this great oaken door that has a door handle. Uh, and it, you know, like growing out of the aisleway that you're about to enter, there's like trees growing out of it and like birds flip between. And it is like a true forest that you're entering. Uh, so he turns the handle and opens it. And this big open forest lies in front of you. And he says, uh, uh, right this way, um, not a, typically a place, one of our oldest uh, sections of the library, the tales and stories of other worlds. They've been around. Oral histories and traditions have become fairy tales and legends. And this is where they come to rest, uh, here in our, here in this li- part of the great library. And he uh, opens the door, but immediately he's like, <gasps> what is this? And you see, like, blocking your passage like a dark purple scar a purple cloud of noxious fumes is this miasma of like energy that's emanating out of uh, a series of books in front of you that seem to have been like propped up as like barriers and he goes and presses against it and it's like a force he can't press through the like miasma can i try and press through it yeah you're rebuffed i mean you you feel that it's a pressure that you're trying to pass. He says, that fiend, he's already used the librarian tools. This is what happens when you edit the wrong story. When you make changes that are irreversible and and irrevocably change the nature of the story and what it's meant to be. Is that the right word? Irrevocably? Irrevocably. Yeah, yeah, irrevocably. Irreparably change. I'll just say irreparably. (laughs) Irreparably change the story in the nature of the story. It causes this chaos. It causes this miasma of of darkness. And he's obviously developed a barrier using this miasma. And he's already discovered that causing enough of this chaos will stop any passage to follow him. It appears as though we'll have to fix these stories before we can move forward. I was going to ask, is there anything we can do? We must fix them. How How can we go about doing that? Well, unfortunately, the fiend took my librarian tools as well, except one. And he pulls one from his back belt that he managed to hide when he was stabbed. And he pulls out this small little, it looks just like a key. Uh, but he says, this is my enter key. And he says, "I. it's very weak in its uses. It just allows you to enter a story. Uh, but... Since I can't, I'm quite weak, but you seem as though maybe you could handle something as simple as fixing a story, a task that any page could take on. Certainly. possible. All, it would be simple. Here, since we don't have the librarian tools, you simply have to find a character within the story and aid their quest to repairing their own world. While you won't be able to do it in your own power, you will be able to aid that person on their quest to solving their story on their own. I certainly know something about storytelling. Da, Pat- Pat- Patricia is an actor. I think we might be able to help you out, Calibri. Well, I will rest here and try and regain strength. Perhaps I can aid you in, in one of these tales, but for this first one, I'm afraid you may be on your own. And he, he shuffles over to the books, uh, and the one that comes up is the first one creating a barrier. He says, his alterations have changed the titles themselves. And he says, 
this first one claims to be the master mirror. And he says, I, I suspect this will be where you start. How do we, how do we start? Uh, well, Patricia, he hands you the key and as you hold it, it starts to shake a little bit and a keyhole appears in the spine of the book that you're in front of, uh, the master of the master mirror. I put the key in the keyhole. Da, da. Uh, and as you twist, suddenly the pages flutter and fly all around the three of you. And you teleport and vanish. And Calibri's mm. left in the library all alone as the darkness seems to press in on him. And he says, best of luck. And that's where we'll end our session. Heard the tale and now who knows where next our hero's path will go come next week. And you'll know with Devin Red Ward, Zachary Blaylock, there's Adam Dunn and Andrew Forsyth too. That's me. Harrison Red he's the DM. See y'all next week and don't forget to like, subscribe, review, review, review. Quantum Dungeon.